everyone. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Friends Missing Friends, where I'll share with you some cut material, or deleted scenes, if you will, from today's interview. I hope you enjoy. I feel like as life is um, a lot of ups and downs, I have experienced these peaks and valleys of belonging and loneliness, belonging and loneliness. And it's kind of exhausting. <laughs> and I, I, part of me wonders if like my, um, my go-to emotion is loneliness or if maybe there's something I'm searching for that I haven't found yet. I don't know. But there have been a couple years after I moved to Chicago where I had wonderful friends but for whatever reason, I felt like I was in the depth of this loneliness. And it physically would hurt. Like, I would yeah. honestly say my heart literally ached. And then I heard that loneliness is more toxic than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And I was like, well, then I'm going to die at the age of 50. <laughs> like, it's just as bad for your health. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's so fascinating, right? Because I think there's a couple of different ways to look at that, um, at least from my perspective. And I, um, I have found, it's been interesting. I've found for myself, at least, that there have been chapters in which I have been more extroverted than I am right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think part of that, um, I mean, I think my introvert extrovert, right. Is very like 48, 52. The split is very, very close. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of it has to do with energy, right? Does, does the activity give you energy or does it drain energy from you? Mm -hmm. And I think what's fascinating about loneliness, right. Is that from a biological perspective, we're herd animals, humans are mm -hmm. right. So genetically we're wired for connection I think it for me right the way that I rationalize it is really about not feeling connected right mm -hmm. so it's not so much a matter of are you around people and other humans or are you not mm -hmm. right but that feeling of loneliness is really do you feel connected to one or two or ten or a hundred right in a way that is meaningful to you do you feel seen and heard mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can be with a group of people, and they can be wonderful people. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with them, of course, and you're just, like, so lonely. And, and it's kind and of, too, like, do they match your weird, you know? Like, do they match your kind of weird in a way that, like, you make sense to them, they make sense to you, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was weird, cool, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, like, maybe there's something about, maybe when you're around people where you can't be like a hundred percent yourself, you don't feel seen. Even if you're showing them a big chunk of yourself, like there's still a part of yourself that's not able to speak. That doesn't have a voice. Mm, that's interesting. I think too, maybe it's also about like, do you have places, right? Friends, connections that you can show up with all of you. Mm -hmm. right like the messy parts and the hard parts and like the parts that are judgy and jealous and frustrated you know like the things that are harder to share right can you show up messy 
mm-hmm. and still be loved, still be met with kindness and understanding. And, you know, sometimes honestly, like the good swift kick that you didn't know you needed. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've, I've learned, this might be slightly off topic, but is not to expect everything from each of my friends. Like, I was upset when a friend or friends weren't giving me the kind of support I felt like I needed. But each friend had a gift of providing a certain kind of support. They don't each have to provide all the support. You know, like I might go to one friend for who was good at listening, and another friend who's good at distracting me, and another friend who's good at acts of service or whatever. And it's like, instead of being like, oh, I can't believe you're distracting me when you should be listening, maybe they're not the person to go to for that. And that's okay. Ooh, girl, you have circled back to Lattice Pie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Right? Where like, really, that's what your your tribe could look like, ought to look like, right? Like that lattice of support that's different. Mm -hmm. right but like interwoven and together right like give you all the things you need and like one of them isn't your single point of failure of like oh no my friend that's really good at listening like uh she didn't do that today right or whatever Mm -hmm. I I think the other thing though that that you're right about in kind of circling around is you can't be everything to everyone Mm-hmm. And it is not a fair expectation or one that's going to serve you well for you to expect everyone to be everything to you. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And, and I think that, that that takes time and clarity, but I think the other piece to it, right. I mean, Brene Brown always talks about clear as kind. And, and I think the other thing that goes along with learning yourself is getting better at your communication skills and honestly like the language and identification for what's going on with you right Mm -hmm. and I I think this is something that I struggle with that I'm working on actively right of being able to name my emotions and have language for them but then it's an entirely different and like next level advanced step for me to be able to communicate those And then through that process and navigate, um, what is it that I actually need, right? And have I voiced that, right? Am I like waiting for my friend to respond in such a way that I want them to or need them to, but I haven't actually said that. I'm so excited for how rich my friendships are going to continue to be, right? When I am going to be able to have language for what my needs are and being able to communicate them when I honestly think for a lot of my life, I just assumed, I assumed they knew and I was assuming that they were meeting them because whatever, right? Where really, I just didn't have the ability to, to voice any of that. I didn't have language for it. I think same here. And I think one thing I might start doing is, is asking people, like if someone is struggling, I could say, what kind of support do you want from me right now? Because sometimes it's really hard to voice that. Yeah. What does support look like is 
such a sophisticated question and obvious, right? But like, until it occurs to you, it's not intuitive, or at least it wasn't for me. I think the other part that that is interesting about grief, right, is that I think as friends, especially as like those close special friends, like you see your friends struggling and the first thing that you want to do is go in and fix it for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that has been also um, a reaction that I've tried to slow and pause and honestly be more deliberate in, right? Because um, what I've learned is that sometimes your friend, they don't need you to fix and you honestly can't fix their problems anyways, right? There's, I mean, you can go do laundry or you can go clean or, I mean, there's some things that you can actually do, but um, for the big important heart stuff, right? They have to walk their path. And I, I think as a friend you want to fix, as the friend that is struggling, you just want company, right? You just want somebody to sit in that hole with you and let you know that it sucks and that's totally valid and it's true and they are there next to you, right? You don't necessarily actually want them to dig you out of it. You just want them to be in the hole with you. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing where I, I, I'm having to learn self-care because I've had experiences where because I'm an empath, I'll stay in that hole too long. And my therapist has said, you can climb down in the hole and be with them, but you have to be able to climb back out. And mm. don't feel like staying in that hole is helping them. Because after a certain point, it's not. It's just hurting you. Mm. That's, That's very I'm fair. <laughs> And that's hard, right? That's nuanced and and gray because what is that point, right? What is that spectrum where it's help, but only to the point that it's helpful for them and good for you, right? I mean, it's it's not it's that's definitely not clear, and it's different for all of us. Thanks for listening. Friends Missing Friends is produced by me, Hannah Rumsey. Sound engineering is by co-producer Eric Siegling. Original music is also by Eric, featuring The Lost Wayne. Artwork is by Heidi James. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, we can cherish and remember the friends we miss. See you next time.